Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. On this episode of the History Worth Saving Podcast, we're talking to a former corporate marketing guy, a Fortune 500 guy, the, literally working for some of the largest companies in the world in the energy section consumer manufacturing and tech and finally he fell back and trusted himself enough and had the support of his family just to leave all of that behind the Monday morning commutes the board meetings all of that left in a trail of dust falling back on his passion in life which is art we're talking about masters of the art all season long and I wanted to get this guy on because A, he's afraid, but B, he personifies so much of the modern American dream. Going at it on our own. Here now is artist Craig Tender. Craig, thanks for being here. It's a pleasure hey, to thanks, have you. Matt. Really appreciate it. You bet. I couldn't think of a better guy to have on. I could just see you planning your escape and then leaving. Right before the pandemic hit, so this was not a pandemic-induced decision. This was something that you've been planning to do, and you finally did it. And I, just from the looks of it, it's going pretty well. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And you know, when uh, when the pandemic, uh, you know, came came and hit, uh, I, it, it it gave you you know everybody, I think, a a, a chance to kind of look at themselves and. And what they're doing, and and uh, I was fortunate that uh, you know I didn't have to um, uh, worry about getting laid off or or having um, having a job taken away. It really kind of gave me the effort to to push forward and and drive it um, uh, drive it even harder. And I've been very fortunate to continue to uh, you know stay afloat and make money and and uh, grow my. My, my collector and customer base through the whole the whole pandemic. I want to get straight to it. What what was the point when you had enough self confidence, or was it uh, was it a financial decision? What was the point when you said, "Okay, I can do this. I can jump." Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, you know, I um, uh, I'd been in the corporate world really my whole life, and um, uh, I'd traveled uh, around the world. Uh, you know, started off my career uh, in high tech. Uh, working with companies like Micron PC. I worked for Hewlett Packard for many years. Started off as a user interface design engineer. If you ever happen to come across an HP uh, copier or multifunction printer and you touch the control panel on that uh, device, that was what I designed um, and led a team over many years to develop that. Um, and, you know, after 
different uh, opportunities, moving across the country, living in multiple states. Uh, like you said, the, uh, the morning commute, driving an hour and a half through Houston traffic each way. Um, I finally uh, had gotten to a point, you know, in, um, uh, in my life, watching my kids grow up and, and get older. Um, I had always had a, uh, a sense for wanting to get back to a passion that I had, a creativity, a, a, a burning desire to work uh, uh, back on my own at some point and really figure out how to, how to make that happen. And so in around 2017, um, I was just tired. I was traveling uh, internationally, working out of Stockholm, Sweden for a while. I uh, just didn't have time to really kind of fulfill my passion. Um, uh, my wife had decided to uh, go back to school and, and got, uh, uh, got her master's degree. And we finally looked at each other and we said, you know, we've got different business trips heading off into different directions at the same time, leaving our kids at home. This isn't going to work. And I finally said, you know, I think, I think I need to give this a shot. I really have this, this, this drive, this passion. And if I can make this work, just give me, you know, two years to kind of settle into this. I asked her, I said, just give me two years. We'll see if we can figure this out. If I can start to, uh, cash flow and start making, you know, kind of a, a, a name for myself here, I think I can get this going. And she said, well, what are you going to do? And I said, well, I'm going to be an artist. And, and, and it was something that I had always wanted to be. I was a senior artist of the year in high school. Uh, I had uh, illustrated uh, fly fishing books, uh, had uh, begun illustrating aircraft and things uh, with a real passion towards history and kind of sharing a, um, a romantic story about uh, various pastimes and uh, learning about the heroes of the past. And I said, this is kind of the vision. This is kind of the the space I want to go into. And, and I was always told, you know, art is a, you know, that's a, that's a fool's errand at that point. How are you going to make any money at that? But with all of the corporate work that I had done as a, uh, starting off as a graphic artist, user interface design engineer, and then working into coming all the way to being a vice president of e-commerce and working, uh, in marketing technology, I, I, I said, I've got some skills to actually I think pull this together. I understand the technology and uh, social media and kind of putting this, this plan together. And, and, and my art side is, is the frosting on the cake at that point. You know, it was 80 acres and a mule, right? I mean, that was the promise that took a lot of people West. Um, the idea of working for yourself is not a new idea, but we sort of grew up in the culture of, you know, you, you go there, you get 25 years in, you get the gold watch. And at some point, if you're lucky enough, you know, you retire and you play golf every day. And that to me, that to me would be a prison. And yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it. But, but the thought of, of having to, to retire uh, and, and not do anything is it's just not something that that is personally satisfying to me. This is something that you want to do every single day when you wake up. I mean, you just love this stuff, and now you get to do it. Uh, and I, I think that anyone who's listening to this uh, can't help but hear that excitement in your voice. I mean, I, I get it, right? I get it. <laughs> I love it. I, I love what I do. It's not it's not work talking to cool people like you and and hearing these stories. But this is, this is almost. I, I think it's the modern American dream. What you know, it, 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 that's that's a 
that's an incredible way to put it because I tell my kids, I've got two high schoolers right now. I've got a senior and a freshman. And in 2016, I lost my dad to cancer. And one of the last things he, he mentioned to me, and this was another one of those catalyst moments was, um, uh, and, and very much he had worked, uh, with the notion that, uh, you know, you spend 20 years at a company, you get your, your lapel pin and you wear it to church and, and by God, you're, you're, you, you wouldn't think of leaving. But, but, but my dad had actually mentioned to me, uh, in 2016, he said, Craig, he said, go live your life, do everything you want to do now. And, and, and he had lived that he, he had traveled around the world, um, uh, visiting all the places he had ever wanted to go. He had, he'd really done a lot of different things. And right after he had retired, um, he got diagnosed with, with, um, uh, stage four, uh, bone cancer. And it was a, it was a, it was a real blow to the entire family, of course, but, but it, it, it gave him a sense, uh, where he, he could, um, uh, let me know that he, he had wrapped a bow on everything. There wasn't a whole lot that he hadn't already done, um, uh, at that point in his life. And he, and he, and he reminded me, he said, Craig, go do those things because we don't know how much time we have. You have to go out and, and, and get after it. And that was one of those moments for me. It was a watershed moment to say, gosh, you know, at this point in time, all, all the roads are coming together. And if I don't take this opportunity now, I don't know when I'll have it. But, and, and it was a very difficult and, and challenging thing to make that, that shift because, um, even in my, in my, um, uh, corporate, you know, world with, with all of my uh, colleagues and everything, what are you doing? It was a, it was a hard, a hard thing to describe. Um, I'm going to go be an I, artist. I'm going to go. Yeah. The boy, does that sound cr- He's yeah. lost his mind. <laughs> yeah. What's I'm going to move to Northern California and make pottery, but you're not, you are doing something that is so cool. And, and you are, as you've said, a graphic artist, your company is aces in action. Uh, you've had it a long time. It's not like something new, uh, but now you're doing it full time. You take priceless artifacts and make them to your artwork now uh, which is part of your business, but but the icing on the cake, as you described it, is your artwork, which is, uh, for a large part, a lot of aviation art. I met you uh, back in the days when we had Warbird Radio running up and strong, and you were just doing profiles. That's all you were, you know, you had these gorgeous profile pictures of aircraft and all this other stuff. Now you do a variety of things, uh, including full-blown scenes, paintings, digital paintings of aircraft, uh, in action, as you say now, aces in action, which I just think is terrific. Uh, talk to me about that. Yeah, a- absolutely. Well, I started, gosh, boy, I I, I started back in in uh, tinkering around in two thousand two um, uh, with with taking these side profile concepts, and I was I was playing around one evening after a big stressful project at work, and I remember the 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 tighter the deadlines, the the faster the pace the 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 work was that I was doing uh, from from nine to five, the more intense of a hobby release I I found myself getting involved in to kind of relax a little bit. It sounds counterintuitive, but I couldn't sit and watch TV. I I, I had to keep my hands moving, and so I started putting these 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 first profile sketches together, and I realized you know there's there's something here using the digital illustration tools that I was using at work and creating artwork from it. And before I know it, uh, uh, I was, I was starting to just illustrate as many, uh, various profiles as I could. And, 
I, I lived in Boise, Idaho at the time, and I got a call from a uh, military veteran society in Houston, Texas, and it was the 60th anniversary of the end of World War II, and they were bringing together a whole bunch of uh, World War II um, uh, veterans, pilots, and a few uh, uh, aces who uh, were coming together for this uh, for this event, and they asked if I would commemorate the event with a limited edition print, and it was it was the first opportunity I had had to actually uh, illustrate something for, um, uh, f- you know, for a, a, a serious purpose here. And I had an opportunity to um, get on the phone and, and, and talk with a few of the veterans. One of them happened to be uh, Jim Sweat, uh, the U.S. Navy uh, Medal of Honor recipient. And it just it, it absolutely changed, uh, changed the course of, of, of my life. Uh, professionally and and also artistically because um, uh, just a just a wonderful man he he said I want this I want this aircraft to be right he said we've seen some of your work and we really we really like what you've done I'm going to send you a, a stack of photographs he said uh, from my time on the USS Bunker Hill and these are unpublished photographs he said these are my private photographs that I have and you can use them to uh, illustrate the aircraft and, and, you know, get the paint chips, the dents. He said, I want, I want this to look really good. I know you can do it. And so sure enough, a, a stack of prints showed up in the mail and, and I laid them out and I thought, oh my gosh, this, this, is, a, this is a history book in sitting here in front of me. And if, if, if I only had the opportunity to learn the stories behind each one of these photographs, this, this could be an entire book that people would 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 love to read. I went through and illustrated this, and I I actually included um, uh, Archie Donahue's aircraft, and we got his signature on that. Um, and uh, we did a limited edition run. And long story short, um, I wasn't able to make the event. I was I was working at the time, and I got a really nice letter back in the mail from um, uh, Mr. Sweat, and he had he had autographed uh, this letter and said. Everything went off without a hitch. The only problem that he had was that we had done so many prints that his hand had cramped up signing all these prints. <laughs> and it was just, you know, it was great. And, and, and back in the back of the packet, it was kind of thick. And I, I thought, what, what, what in the world, you know, did he send? I, I sent him all his photographs back and everything. And, and in the back of the, the packet, I thought, gosh, are these more photographs? What are these? Well, I opened it up, and they were some of the patches off of his flight jacket that he had sent to me. Wow. And that, whew, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, it gets you right in the heart every time I think about this. And, and, and so from, from then on, I had the opportunity, the word kind of spread and I got to, a chance to meet uh, and, and, and chat, do an illustration with um, uh, Chuck Yeager, uh, Bud Anderson, um, uh, you know, many, many other uh, World War II veterans. Uh, and it was just a real honor to illustrate their aircraft and it was a it was a side hustle. I, I I had these prints off to the side. It was a way for me to really kind of enjoy the the interest I have in military history. Uh, use my my skills as an artist to commemorate these guys. And then you know rolling up to the next ten years, um, like you said, I I had uh, you know I had collected a, a a large cache of of World War II, primarily World War II, but a few modern and and, and some earlier pieces too of relics of the vehicles. So parts of the aircraft, uh, parts of tanks, parts of old famous ships, uh, things that I had just collected over the time. And, 
And, and when I realized, you know, I, I'm not going to have these opportunities to have the autographs and to get to talk to these veterans anymore. We're losing them at such a, such a profound rate. I, I thought, you know, there's, there's value, I think, for people to learn their stories, to learn the story about Jim Sweat, for example, and include a piece of a Corsair or a piece of a P-51 Mustang or B-17 Flying Fortress and, and allow or, people know, something from the Titanic too. I mean, you've got some, prints and all right. kind of stuff. So that's, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Very famous, you know, you know, um, pieces of history where it's not just a, a pretty picture or a photograph or a story in a book, but it's actually a part of, of that time period. And so, and so what I did, one of my kids came in, I, I, I was, I was listing out and building a certificate of authenticity because all my limited edition prints have a, have a certificate that comes with it. And I, I would write these, these detailed stories and, and put them on the back of the, of the picture or the, or the framed canvas or whatever. And my kid, uh, uh, my kids came in, one of my daughters, uh, walked up and, and we were talking about one of these, uh, one of these paintings I had just finished. And I told her the story, the, the, the significance of, um, uh, of this aircraft and what it had done. And she said, wow, that's great. Well, she, and, and, and she asked me, she said, well, nobody else is going to know anything about that. And I said, I said, why is that? I have the certificate. And she said, well, the certificate goes on the back of the painting and they hang it up and nobody ever knows anything. And if you're not there, daddy, to tell them about this, how are they going to know? And it was like a light bulb moment, like went off in my head. And I thought, she's absolutely right. There's, there's so much research when you're doing military uh, history um, uh, illustration. There's so much research that has to go into it to make it accurate and, and be representative. Um, but nobody knows any of these details uh, if the certificate's on the back. So I, I invested in, um, in some technology and, and, and looked at uh, different methods for creating what I call uh, informational data plates. Um, and I, I've uh, finally, over, over the course of getting this business started, I, I, I found the equipment that was, that was going to be required for that. And I experimented and, you know, lots of trial and error, like, 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 like any entrepreneurial story, you try 10 things and they all, they all fall apart. And for one reason or another, it was either too expensive or the detail wasn't there or what have you. And I finally found on um, a number of attempts, I finally found a technique that allows me to engrave uh, the right level of detail, the story of the, of the image, the picture that you're looking at, the significance of, of this historical uh, action taking place, but then also a, a, a location to mount the artifact and to share the story of the artifact. Where did the artifact come from? And so this is, this is where I now, on the front of each of my uh, canvas paintings, I can go through and actually have, you know, all of the all of the details uh, put together and included right up at the front. It's, um, you know, it's all about learning the history and uh, uh, learning about their story and and being able to feel uh, a piece of the of the artifact. And it's it's almost a it's almost a multimedia experience uh, that I've been putting together. And that's that's where part of the uh, you know, kind of this, this, this marketing component that I've built in my career kind of comes from, I want this to be more of an experience where you can touch it, you can look at it, you can appreciate it. 
uh, it's a collector's piece. Um, it's something that's unique in the in in the marketplace like that. I think it's great. High-tailed lady, one of my favorites uh, with the B seventeen. I, I was just thinking through this. You know, at at the end of World War II, roughly eighty years uh, at the end of World War II was the Civil War, the American Civil War. Today, we're just as far now from World War II and and even further from that touch point in the history of the American Civil War. Your stuff today, even though it resonates with us as kids who who knew these people, I mean, I growing up around the commemorative Air Force uh, down in Harlingen back in the day, Archie Donahue flew in the air show. I mean, these guys, were, they, they were our grandparents, right? And so we knew them, and, and it, it was nothing uh, particularly special as a kid growing up uh, to have an interaction with a World War II veteran. Everybody was a World War II veteran. Today, though, as you've said, it's just not the case. It's up to us to keep this history alive and to keep telling these stories uh, so it's not forgotten. And I think what you're doing, Craig, uh, it's tactile. It's something that you can see and touch and know that it's special because, hey, look, not only is there this gorgeous print hanging on the wall, but, oh, by the way, here's the bridge that connects our family to this historic moment. It's an artifact. It's a signature. It's, you know, it's whatever it is. It's a wonderful idea. And you're bringing this, uh, which was only possible uh, in in high-end museums now to the home. And I think that's just, I think it's so wonderful. You have a, a small problem, though. Uh, you you have this obsession with aircraft radios. Uh, it, uh, <laughs> there's a picture on your website, in fact, with I don't know how many aircraft radios, but God bless your wife and family because you, you must have these things just scattered about the house. Uh, oh, I can yeah. only imagine the other artifacts that you've had. That's part of this, though, uh, the incurable collector. Uh, if you're someone like that and you'd like to take and adopt one of these artifacts, what a great way to do it than with a beautiful print. It sort of softens the blow, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, ab- absolutely. Yeah, no, it's uh, uh, as a collector, my wife, uh, my wife has been extremely patient. And, and what's funny about that, too, I get I get collections from all over the place. Once once, um, you know, I, I, I launched the. Uh, the new website and really kind of went uh, uh, full steam ahead with with the uh, uh, relic artwork. Um, all, all of a sudden, you know, doors start opening. People start calling you up and and saying, "Hey, I've got I've got some things that uh, you might be interested in." And um, now it's a business expense, which is even worse because well, that, that's now right. You have a reason, and you're poor. Why? Oh my gosh, Greg. Well, and uh. you know what's happened with, <laughs> with with me, which is really which is really interesting because I I used to have a large collection of uh, of World War II militaria that uh, I've had you know for years, and now that I, now that these pieces come through, I get to hold them for a certain period of time. I get to enjoy them, and then I repurpose them for the artwork. And they go back out the door. And so my my personal collection, it, it sounds strange, but my personal collection has actually reduced, even though my entire collection has expanded, um, because I'm, I, I'm, I'm able to enjoy things, appreciate them, and then let them move on. Those, those radios, for example, um, uh, came out of an old barn uh, in Texas. And I had heard, caught wind that these are all ARC-5 arc three radio sets from world war two. 
and there were a number of miscellaneous parts in there as well. Um, these pieces have become invaluable to the Warbird community. Uh, in fact, I just outfitted uh, the B-25 uh, Mitchell Bomber Old Glory with a complete uh, set of ARC-5 uh, radios and uh, radios and transmitters along with a number of the um, uh, additional components sure. because this collection uh, was, so, was so large. So, so it was an opportunity uh, for me to really kind of not only – you know, take pieces of them for the artwork, but also to just uh, support the Warbird community in the restoration of their aircraft too. I think it's great. And you're doing great work. If folks want to find you, it's aces in action, aces in action. We're going to quick link it into the show story here. Uh, but, but such great work. And I, I love your stuff because of the detail, the Titanic piece that you have. One of the cool things about this is it's unlike a photograph uh, or a, a traditional uh, painting, the way that you paint and the medium that you paint within and that you do your artwork in uh, is, is digital. So you can zoom in on this thing and it, it, the detail, the detail is just stunning. I mean, it's really stunning. It's almost like you can see the whiskers on the captain's face if you continue to zoom in. Uh, walk me through that because that has to, at some point, you just have to say, okay, enough's enough. Yeah, yeah. Like any art piece, you know, you have to kind of get to a point where you step back for a moment and you say, "We're there. We're we're done." I could I could continue to to spend time and 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 continue to work on it, but at some point you've got to put a bow on it, stick a fork in it, and and call it done. Um, uh, my art pieces that I use, they are digital. I used to I used to uh, work in acrylics and oils. Um, the the computer. Being able to use that, I, I, I use a Wacomb drawing tablet, so I still use a pen, uh, a digital pen on a, on a tablet, so, so the, the work is still done by hand. A lot of people say, oh, that's, that's computer-generated. No, it's actually human-generated using the computer as the tool, and um, uh, I, I've, I've gotten to the point where I build 3D models to uh, angle them, turn them, add detail, put skin textures on them. Then I go back into uh, other software tools, uh, art illustration tools, to go back and, and paint things out and add the color and, and uh, put rivets and details and things like that. And they take, they take a, lot of, a, a lot of time to put together. Uh, but the best part is, is that I have the, if you're familiar with uh, you know, shortcut keys, the command or the control Z option, the undo, that was always you know, a huge factor. And right. if I, if I made a mistake, I can just pop right back and, uh, and tweak it. But, but really when it comes to the, um, to the military history or, or vehicle history, uh, uh, subjects that I illustrate, I spend almost as much time doing the research as I do, uh, in the illustration itself, because, because what's right is right. And, and it goes back to, to what, uh, uh, to what Jim Sweat, you know, kind of instilled in me early on. He, he wanted rivet, rivet level, uh, paint chip level detail and what's right is right. Uh, what's wrong is wrong. And he, and, and, and he kind of came with the, with the attitude that, that 99% isn't really quite good enough for him. And that always, that always really kind of stuck with me that if you're going to do, uh, 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 illustration in the space of military history of vehicles, of these types of, uh, you know, very serious subject matter, you've really got to have your, your research done. And that, that does take a, just as much time as the, as the paintings do. All right, Craig, the last few seconds here, I want you to, I want you to walk me through 
you're on the fence, whatever it is, whatever it is that you're struggling with that you're thinking about right now, you're listening to Craig, walk us through, Craig, that decision-making process as far as when it's time. When is when it time, time to jump? Yeah, what? walk me through that life lesson uh, one more time because I, I want this to really sink in here for folks who are on the fence because I guarantee you, I guarantee you they're, they're, they're sitting there, they're going, all right, Craig, give it to me straight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, when it comes down, when it comes down to making that, that personal, that personal decision, you know, to make the leap of faith is really what it boils down to. Um, there's, there's never, never that perfect moment that just comes out and, and hits you. You have to take that leap of faith. Um, even for me, I, I didn't come to the point where, you know, I was financially secure to a point where I could just, you know, cast all, uh, occupational responsibilities to the wind and become an artist. I, I, I had, I had gotten to a point in my life, uh, that I knew if I didn't do this now, I probably will never do it. And I think the regret of not attempting to do it, I could always go back and find a job. There's, there's jobs out there. But I, I, I may get to a point where I may not be able to do this uh, later in life. And this, this is that intersection for me that felt this is about as good as it's going to get. Um, and and it's, not, it's not easy. It's not an easy decision for, for, for you to swallow. It's not an easy decision for your family, perhaps. But if, if things are coming together in a way – uh, and the stars are aligning in a way and a purpose that 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 is you know something that you just cannot ignore. Don't ignore it. You really got to grab grab life by by the horns. And back to what you know the, the 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 thing that my dad instilled in me was was don't wait, don't wait to live your life uh, in the future. Do it now. Well said, Craig. Words to live by. You are a master of your art. And I love what you're doing, Craig. And I just, uh, I truly love your spirit and the way you're living out this modern American dream. Has it been a success? Oh, it has. We're uh, uh, we're we're on track. If I could get through a pandemic uh, <laughs> and, and keep working, man, I tell you, I didn't know the pandemic was coming. And and uh, I uh, I count my uh, my my blessings, my lucky stars every day. I owe my guardian angels overtime pay. Because uh, uh, we're we're on track where we should be. So, and you know, I say, is it a success? That's the cherry on top. But it doesn't have to be. If you start something and it's an abysmal failure, you have failed forward. You're you're closer to whatever right. it is that you're trying to reach. So don't don't let that hinder you from what you want to do. Get out there and and become the best version of you. I just want to encourage you. Whatever you're dealing with today, take take a lesson from Craig. Don't wait. Go live. That's right. Craig Tender, Aces in Action, a master of the art. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Matt. Really appreciate it. Absolutely, bud. Listen, if you've enjoyed today, share it with your friends. It's historyworthsaving.com. You can sign up for our newsletter. You can even become a member of our exclusive content section. When the shows come out, we put them up there right away. You'll never miss an episode. Season four, Masters of the Art. And Craig Tinder. Thanks again for being here, everybody. We'll talk again real soon on the next episode of History Worth Saving. So long for now.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.